tonight. We take a deep dive into the galaxy's most prolific creators of arts, music, and cultural touchstones. And speaking of culture, a famous local band is looking for a new member. What's it going to take for you to join the modal nodes at 11? Welcome back, Cantina patrons, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a Star Wars podcast. My name is Ian, your first Clue Horn player, and joining me tonight, rocking on the Omnibox, is John. John, how are we doing today? It, it took me a second to figure out what we were doing with those intros, and then you got the Omnibox, and I'm like, eh, I know that one. Yeah, I had to look up another instrument that wasn't an Omnibox, because the Omnibox was the only one that I knew off the top of my head. The only one reason I know an Omnibox is because it was an obnoxious card in the Star Wars customizable card game by Decipher, or Decipher, or whatever it was. If I remember right, basically allowed you to shuffle your deck. And that was it. I am gonna assume that shuffling your deck gave you some sort of strategic advantage. It randomized the cards again. That could be a strategic advantage. So a strategy I had was to make a deck completely comprised of nominee boxes and spend my entire tournament shuffling my deck until I lost. You Get were... those free boosters. So what you're telling me is that you were a troll even back in the days of the Star Wars trading card game. I was just gaming the system. I knew I wasn't going to win the tournaments, but I knew that if I participated, I would get free boosters. See, it doesn't work like that anymore in different card games, so that was a, that was a good system to game. Yeah, also the, the tournaments weren't free, and I'm just now realizing that I probably broke even. If that, depending on how many boosters you got. I did get Godfather's Pizza. What are we talking about today? That's a very good question, John. I've completely lost track. Where we are we going? aren't actually talking about Star Wars trading card games. Or Star Wars games at all. We are talking about the sound of Star Wars. Specifically... Oh, Ben Burt sound effects? Oh, the other sounds. Yes. Specifically the music. If you would have let me get to that point. Never. But, again, sound effects. Great idea for a different podcast. However, this one today, we're going to dive into the soundtrack and the musical score behind Star Wars. Now, you and I are both... I would say we've had experience with music, but I wouldn't call myself a musician. How about yourself? Uh, I also would not call myself a musician. I can play instruments, but I cannot sight read. And that was a problem in, in bands. Yes, I was also in that particular camp. Uh, I would just listen to the other saxophone player until uh, I got it by ear. And then I would kind of play most of it and have trouble keeping time. But needless to say, you and I are not professional orchestral critics. However, I think that Star Wars and the music therein has become such a cultural touchstone that we can dive into it a little bit. What was some of your uh, first memories of the music of Star Wars? I don't think I really paid attention to the soundtrack of Star Wars uh, until I started playing an instrument in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. When we were being asked if we wanted to play an instrument, I tried to figure out what what I could do with that. And I picked up the trumpet solely so that I could play, learn to play the Jurassic Park theme. Nice. And 
then I found that I could get the, uh, you know, beginners, um, sheet music books for, for the Star Wars movies. And so those are pretty easy to, to find and pick up. Yeah. I had one of those as well. I had the, uh, attack of the clones one and it came with the free CD too, with the, the terribly played like electro synth notes that you were supposed to play along with Mm -hmm. to practice. Ah, great stuff. I think uh, I'm very much uh, in the same boat as you where it took me a while to really appreciate the music behind Star Wars. Whereas, you know, when you're younger, you're just, you kind of absorb it all at once and it's great and fun, but you don't really acknowledge some of the, the emotional strength behind some of the scores. You probably do, but you don't like analyze it. But now that we are adults and have had the opportunity to watch these movies again and again and listen to the scores. I know I have at least two scores in my car right now. We thought it would be cool to kind of go back, listen through some of John Williams' great uh, music compositions for Star Wars and figure out which ones were our favorites from those, uh, those times. Now, John, I don't know if you've noticed, but going through eight soon to be nine movies of music would take us a significant amount of time and trying to pick our favorites from that would be a bit of a challenge wouldn't you agree yeah i'd say roughly about the same amount of time it would take to watch the movies and we have done that before and it's time consuming so what we've done chosen to do instead is to break it down by trilogy if you will so john anything uh, you want to say before we dive into our top tracks I mentioned that I picked up the the Phantom Menace learning music book when I was a kid. Like the one Ian got, it came with a CD full of terrible synth music uh, that I couldn't stop listening to. And when the other movies came out, I didn't really... I really wasn't paying attention to the soundtracks at all. And in fact, I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to Episode 2 or Episode three soundtrack until we started the prep work for this episode. Mm-hmm. So most of my picks are kind of episode one heavy. Which is fair enough. Yeah. I also didn't spend a lot of time in the prequel soundtracks. I did. I listened to them. In fact, uh, Attack of the Clones was the one that I had as a kid, that soundtrack, and I would listen to that one over and over and over again. I still have the beat-up CD cover, and, and the disc is scratched to all hell, but it's it's around. It's kicking around somewhere. Uh, but oh, it's because it's disc, and it's round. It's <laughs> clever. I totally lost what I was saying. I think in a roundabout way of saying things. Well, let's bring the conversation full <laughs> circle and take it back to talking about the music. You're sounding like a broken record here. Just, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm going around and around on the subject matter. Attack of the Clones soundtrack, yeah, that's the one I had as a kid, and, and I listened to it a lot. But I think, unlike uh, you, not a lot of Attack songs uh, showed up in my top five. And maybe that's just because, you know, I listened to it so much as a kid that I'm kind of over it. Who knows? But it definitely was my favorite as a kid. And Phantom was yours? Oh, yeah. Totally. And this is this is of just a reminder. This is just of the prequel 
soundtracks. Well, John, I think uh, we should dive right into this. Do we want to go your top five, my top five, or do you want to do just starting at both of our fives and moving upwards? Well, I, I think in the interest of making this episode last a little bit longer, I think we should go, we'll, we'll go back and forth, mm-hmm. and, but we'll start with our number five, working our way up to one. Yep. But real quick, did you have any honorable mentions? I did. I'm uh, finger quoting here. Yes, because they can totally see you. Correct. I, I'm still getting used to the fact that they can't see me pointing at them, doing the snap points or the quotation marks. Yeah, I had a conversation with someone today who uh, ended a sentence with, it looks like this, but it, the conversation was over the phone, mm-hmm. so I could not see at all what they were doing. Mm. It was pretty, I was like, you, you know I can't see you, right? It is something that's hard to get used to. So, John, I don't know how you went about forming your list. Uh, Very but, unorganized. Okay, the way the why the way the why the what the way I went about it was I did a top five list for each track, and then from that I listened to those songs uh, each again. Each episode or each soundtrack? Yeah, each soundtrack. Pardon me, but I went about it by choosing a top five from each soundtrack, and then collectively deciding from there which ones were going to be in my ultimate top five so one that almost made the cut for me it was number six it was like right there was uh across the stars for anybody who is unfamiliar with that track it's the the love theme for anakin and padme throughout most of attack of the clones pretty sure it pops up in revenge of the sith too but it it was it was almost there for me it's that one track that makes certain scenes more bearable it's a really beautiful brilliant track but i think because it was played so much throughout the soundtrack it just kind of it 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 lost some oomph for me the other one that was close to making the list was uh augie's great municipal band uh that 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 just makes me happy it just it makes me happy every time i listen to it it's just this fun march celebratory track that I, I really enjoyed. And then uh, my last uh, my last couple ones, Yoda and the Younglings from Attack of the Clones. It's just it's it's full of the Jedi sound. So that sweeping binary suns esque sort of uh, tones with the grandeur themes of the Clone Wars era Jedi plus adding a little bit of Yoda in there. And there was a really cool kind of meditative moment when they're looking at the star map. That was just a fun track for me. I really enjoyed it because it was just very Jedi. And uh shout outs to Padme's ruminations and Palpatine's teachings. Those are tracks from uh, revenge of the Sith. I just felt that those were both very unique tracks. They were a bit different from what Williams has or at least parts of them were a lot different than what Williams has presented uh, throughout the rest of the the prequel soundtracks. And they were unique enough to garner my attention, but they weren't quite there for uh, getting onto my top five. Gotcha. I, I had a few honorable mentions as well. I, I kind of went at this uh, with a lot more gusto for the first uh, first episode. Phantom Menace, I should say. 
Which is also the first episode. Yeah, right. (laughs) I took notes on almost every single song, and then as as I kept going through the other soundtracks, the the notes got less and less to the point where it was just notes on songs that I liked. And uh, like you, I had uh, Augie's Municipal Parade. I enjoyed that song as a kid learning how to play that. And I lo- what I liked about it is the the child choir at the beginning. Uh-huh. Because we, we'd gotten Duel of Fates and we got the very loud choir uh, going through that. And then this was kind of a cool contrast. And I liked that it... It kind of felt like a musical successor to the to the the Yavin Four bass uh, award ceremony. Oh yeah, um, and even you know the, it ended on a very similar shot. Everyone standing around, um, awkwardly all facing one direction for some reason. Uh, I'm just gonna hit hit these uh, honorable mentions by by movie because they get shorter and shorter as I go along. Sure. I also got uh, he is the chosen one. Oh, for anyone wondering, we used. The official soundtrack releases, not the ultimate editions. The versions of the songs in here were composed to to fit more of a a concert setting, so the songs weren't in chronological order than they were in the on the main film score. Felt that that was relevant. I, I lost my train of thought on that one, but I think you guys get the idea. Yeah, well, it's important to know which ones they're looking at. So, so. he's the chosen one. Was was an honorable mention for me. Because I hear it every day when I log into Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That's what it's from. It's I think it's the menu, the, the main cantina. Okay. Um, I had a note on that one where I said I didn't really know how to... I don't think I was impacted the way I should have been until the Binary Suns uh, leitmotif comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's the note that I had that it had. Um I wrote it had like very sithy sounding themes mm-hmm. that, that would um, kind of fade into the binary suns, which is basically the universal Star Wars song, right? That isn't the you know the Star Wars fanfare. Correct. <laughs> Panaka and the Queen's Protectors it reminded me of the movie Hook, and uh, I always thought that was cool. It has a very adventurous sound. Yeah, that one uh, for me it reminded me of the of a new hope when they're on the home stretch to getting to the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like it okay, had that yeah, same yeah. sort of intensity of like, you know, we're reaching our goal sort of thing. So I, I enjoyed that track a lot. I don't know why it didn't end up in my, uh, honorable mentions, but it's a good one. In the, uh, my last honorable mention, uh, I guess almost all of mine are from, well, if this is your last one, then I think all of them are from all, Phantom. Yeah. All of them are from Phantom. <laughs> well, I have one other note for attack of the clones. I'll, I'll just do that one now then, uh, which is the confrontation with Count Dooku slash finale. Um, okay, yeah. Which, uh, the only reason it's in here is, I noted is like the first chronological instance of a full version of the Imperial March. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah, chronologically. Um, yeah. There was really nothing else about that, <laughs> um, except for that Imperial March note. Uh, so... My my final, final uh, honorable mention, which I think will probably cause criticism with Ian, is uh, Duel of Fates. You know what? Um, you and I talk about this song a lot. And one of the things that you've mentioned to me is that it's overplayed. Mm-hmm. And I I am beginning to agree with you. So I, I hold no grudge. To, to me, it's very similar to how you, you feel about Across the Stars. And I agree the law. The more you get into the soundtrack, the 
the more it's the more you tend to hear it. Right. But I think Duel of Fates has such a unique sound for a Star Wars soundtrack with the uh, orchestral choir, um, which was I, as far as I remember, was was completely new to the Star Wars universe. Yeah. This the 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 choral elements didn't come in until uh, the these new the prequel soundtracks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Duel of Fates was uh, my last honorable mention. Didn't make my top five. That's fair. Um, I had I had an honorable mention. Oh. I was actually I didn't mention this one because I w- figured we might talk about Duel of Fates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Qui Gon's Noble End from the Phantom Menace, and I picked that one over Duel of Fates because Duel of Fates is. You know, it's Duel of Fates. Like, everybody right. knows it. Everybody has heard it. But Qui-Gon's Noble End um, starts out with the Duel of Fates uh, sound. And it goes into a lot of familiar leitmotifs. I keep using that phrase. I should probably explain what it means. Uh, for people who don't know, leitmotif is the phrase used for uh, music that is used over and over again in a series, a franchise, or or a, a musical piece to identify with a character or a theme or a, a place. So, Binary Sons, that's the leitmotif for the Force. Like, we hear it all the time. Um, Across the Stars, that's the leitmotif for Anakin and Padme's lovey-dovey loveness. You get the idea. Um, but with, uh, Qui-Gon's Noble End, uh, it's just, it, it switches emotions because it has to in that, in, for the scene. And it's not just, you're constantly bombarded with the repetitive choral track that is Duel of Fates, which is a good song. But I picked that one over Duel of Fates because it had more elements to it. Now that we've got all the runner-ups out of the way, what uh, what do you got for uh, your number five, Ian? My number five. Your number five favorite track off the prequels soundtrack. Zzz. In encompassed. Encompassed. It compiled. Um, coagulated. I don't know. What's your number five? My number five is uh, I think it's the only one off of. Attack of the Clones, uh, that made it on my list. The Star Wars fanfare. Uh, I I did not count that. In fact, when I was going through the uh, the songs, I tried not to include ones that heavily featured original trilogy songs. Since we're gonna go through that list another oh, day. Oh, gotcha. Um, but what the my number five is Django's Escape. Django's Escape, uh, I find myself humming this one when I want to get pumped. Just that beginning part, that swelling of, okay, it is time to be on edge, it's time to be in conflict. 
the song in the film itself just starts as Obi-Wan is charging out of the cloning facility uh, towards Jango Fett. And it's just like, all right, the action is here. It is now. And we are getting into this. I really enjoyed the 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 high sense of heightened action and the, the fighting pitches uh, between we get those sections where you get your lower horns and your lower tones and then you immediately go into the higher strings and the flute and they're kind of punching it out and going back and forth and it's cre- it it helps to create that that tension and that like you know it's 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 go time sort of sort of idea uh it this song does end very strangely uh, maybe Maybe it's just a transition point between that scene and, I don't know, Tatooine, maybe? That's kind of what it sounds like. Because it goes into this sort of, like, bizarre, you know, I'm in a desert marketplace sort of sound. Which is is kind of strange. But the the 90% of the track as a whole is very, uh, very intense. Film scores can be strange like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about yourself, John? What do you have for number five? Uh, my number five is from the Phantom Menace. Go figure. I uh, don't believe you. And it's 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 a track called uh, Sith Spacecraft and uh, the Droid Battle. I think you hear that paper scraping around. That's uh, me trying to figure out what's going on with my notes. <laughs> Yeah, this the Sith spacecraft in Droid Battle. I should put my top five on the same side of the paper as my notes. So yeah, I, probably. But I, you know, we're we're uh, we're too professional for that. We're well beyond this now. So, I like this song. Good. I like this song. I like this song. I'm looking at my notes and I'm realizing my notes are for a completely different song. Hmm. You want to try again? Yeah. My top five, like many of the songs off this, uh, um, off my list, is from The Phantom Menace. It is uh, the spacecraft and the droid battle, um, which I found to be a very... The Sith spacecraft, correct? Well, what did I say? Did I say Sithcraft? No, you just said spacecraft. Uh, okay. There's a lot of those. Yeah, um, a lot of... This is not a very organized list I have written here. Yeah, so you've mentioned. <laughs> so I, I, I really like the song. I... I, I to me, it it sounded like a perfect. I don't want to. I don't want to keep saying track because these aren't just like tracks or scores. And, yeah, you guys get what I'm saying. I'm gonna go with track. Stick with track. Stick with what you know. Uh, it sounded like to me it was a very good uh, sounding Star Wars track. It, it had a very adventurous uh, tone to it. Okay. Yeah. I had put that in my notes, uh, handwritten, wrote it, and it confused the crap out of me just a few seconds ago. Well, you just put the word adventure with an exclamation point. 
<laughs> that would I, confuse I put, me too. I, I know I 100% wrote that, put an exclamation mark on it, so that I would remember to emphasize how adventurous it was, and then I completely forgot what that note was, <laughs> thinking that I would remember what an exclamation mark meant. It means adventure! But I agree with you, it is a very fun track. And one of the things I do like about it, I, I know I mentioned that I put uh, Duel of Fates um, as one of my honorable mentions, um, and at the lowest of the honorable honorable dimi- honorable dimensions, what is wrong with me tonight? Honorable mentions, um, <laughs> but this this track does have a hint of it in it. Um, like most of the tracks that we'll go over, it has a hint of something else going in, which isn't not isn't necessarily a bad thing unless it gets overdone, like you had said with Across the Stars earlier in the in the episode. Uh, but this one had a, a variation of Duel of Fates, which didn't have the the choir. Uh, along with it the course with it uh, which i i actually really like it a lot better without it mm-hmm. the choir is great for that one scene but to constantly hear the choir over and over again turned me off to the sound but being able to hear it with just the instrumentals made that track or made that whole sound much more interesting cool to me to you <laughs> notes moving on to uh number four Yes. All right. Number four. Well, uh, my number four is from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that's the third episode, if I do believe. You are correct. Cool. Got this. Revenge of the fifth. Or sixth. Um, But that doesn't work because it's the third. Oh, snap. Divided by two. Never mind. I chose Anakin's Betrayal. as my number four. regular listeners will know that I am a bit of a... Strong opinion? Well, I was going to say Jedi fanboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But also that. Uh, I'm a bit of a Jedi fanboy, and the thing about this song that really gets me is, even even as a kid, going to see uh, Revenge of the Sith and seeing all of the Jedi like just mowed down and killed by the clones it was amazing was uh it, it was a very emotional time for me it was one of those scenes where you see it in a movie and you just kind of go no 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 please no i was clapping yeah you were because you're a monster uh the song really does always get me emotional, even watching it or listening to it now. The, 
the the pain and the suffering that it portrays fits really well with uh, Yoda's senses and his reactions to feeling all of these deaths happening. Like, all of his closest friends are being murdered at once, and he can feel it. And it shows, and this music just adds so much weight to that scene. And I didn't think I was going to get a lot of emotion out of a completely CGI character, but there you go. It it also helps to really show the gravity of Anakin's actions at this point. Like, this is probably where he's really too far gone to be to be saved. Like he's no longer Anakin Jedi Knight. He is Vader uh, from here on, from here on out. Uh, Also, another thing that makes me uh, emotional in this particular song is uh, it contains the, the scene in the movie where uh, Obi-Wan's Varactyl gets shot and they fall off the cliff, mm. and the thing makes that yelping noise. I have a really weird thing. I, I may have mentioned it before. I have a really weird thing about animals uh, being hurt in media. Like, yeah, sure, cut Darth Maul in half. I'll laugh my butt off all day long, but uh, you, you show an animal. Even a fictional CGI alien chicken horse uh, getting hurt, and I'm still... I still and like, oh, why did you do that? You're a monster. Somebody should shoot you. So that's... Uh, well, to be fair, he, he sided with Obi-Wan. And to quote Anakin, if you're not with me, then you are my enemy. But yeah, that's uh, that was my number four. Right, for me, my number four was actually on one of your honorable mentions. Ooh. And that is, of course, The Flag Parade. Yes. Great song. Another one of my like overly biased reasons for picking the song. Uh, it was the first song that, or no, I think it was the second song I learned to play out of that um, beginner's trumpet book, uh, which was very hard for me because it's a lot of triplets, which are to a new trumpet player are very hard to do properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the song because every time I hear it, I get I get pumped for pod racing because pod racing was probably my favorite part of that movie. I wish that they would just do a show on pod racers, just you know, living it up on the Boon to Eve classic. Maybe start some Saboba <laughs> or any of the other ones. Quadrinero, uh, he kind of exploded. He kind of very much exploded. Mm. Well, his ship exploded. He just kind of sat there on the ground. True. Fair enough. Anyway, so this song it always gets gets me pumped to hear it, it it's it's like in how you feel for uh Django's escape mm-hmm. um it's the song that i go to when i need to get pumped up to do something because it it starts off very kind of entrancely that doesn't make any sense entrancely <laughs> i've been watching too much uh too much wrestling um <laughs> uh, is that a word in wrestling the, no it uh the, the song kind of it keeps building and building to uh, this, this fantastic adventure, and I think 
adventure is probably going to be a running theme through what I yell at things. You might say list. it's adventure time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Oh, well, then I won't grab my friends. Good. Don't. It's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got nothing else on that well, one. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to... I'm just thinking about that sheet music, and I'm actually I, can't, gonna... I can't share my memory in my brain with y'all. I, I'm actually going to piggyback off of you here, because Flag Parade was not my honorable, honorable mentions. It was actually my number three. So, oh, I was thinking Augie's Municipal Parade. You were thinking Augie's Municipal Parade. Which band. is also one of my things. But jumping right into my number three, I'm just going to piggyback off your discussion on Flag Parade. I, I discovered through listening to these tracks again that I apparently really like marches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of the 15 I had total in my top five for track, five of them had march elements or five or six of them had march elements or were marches so i don't know what that says about me maybe it means that i really like pompous grandeur because i'm very loud and yelly who knows but i i really do like this song it gives so much more weight and grandeur to what i'm fairly certain is an illegal pod race league on a backwater planet that is by no way up to core safety standards. <laughs> I don't know if you've played episode one racer, you know they visit the cores in the Boon to Eve. That's a good point, actually. And this song works really well as a video game track. I think it's been used oh, many times. I used to replay the Battlefront Two Hero Mode, uh, the original Battlefront Two, the PlayStation Two version, where. Uh, if you did the heroes versus heroes section in Mos Eisley, it would kind of play those tracks that aren't played in the other areas. Mm. And this was one of them. Also like Cantina band uh, was another one of the tracks that was played there. And that was just kind of fun just to be Obi-Wan slicing up people. Well, but this one was actually really, um, this one was on there too. And I would play it over and over again just to listen to it. So mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a fun and it, I agree with you. It has it sets up that kind of adventure. It makes the pod racers the pod race seem a lot more important, a and, far more important. Right. I I have concluded that like many people that don't like the pod racing scene, it probably didn't need to be in the movie. By itself, is a fantastic scene that I love. Sure. I don't. I never. I don't tend to like the argument that something doesn't have to be in a movie Mm -hmm. that's just the story the writers chose to tell and there's some reason for it being there but for the most part you know it we can't change it so why why complain about a scene being in a film (laughs) it's always going to be there until the director's cut comes out or something weird like that but flag parade great song it was john's number four it was my number three. And now, moving on to number no, three two, for John. Yeah, yeah, just for moving laterally back to back to John's number three. Lateral. Which is also the flag parade. No. I've got Anakin versus Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith, which I wrote as ROTJ for the acronym 
which is the wrong trilogy. So there's that. So um, you're telling me we're not done, and Flag Parade isn't the best song. <laughs> no. So a little behind the scenes here. Uh, we will say, are, are just before we go into our, our favorite song and tell it to you, the listener, we we pause the uh, the recording and go listen to it just to get a quick refresher. So as I was doing for this one, I found out that my number three is actually Ian's. Oh, it's my number two. It's Ian's number two. So, so my we're, number we're knock this one out. Your number four was my number three, and your number three is my number two. That's it's the, gonna get awkward from here. We didn't only get more awkward. We didn't plan that. Like we made these lists separately. <laughs> we're, we both just know good music, or something. Oh, it hurts. Anyway, <laughs> what I liked about this song was things, things that I enjoyed, things that will get edited out later, or they won't. we're doing a real bang up job this episode aren't we john yeah you know it's solos in four days and uh my brain's elsewhere i think that's where we're both are right now yeah pretty much we have see tuesday wednesday we have three days until we go see solo and my brain is already checked out on everything i think the lesson that we can take away here from this is that you should definitely never use physical media to write your notes again yeah that's yeah that's fair (laughs) i live in the future i should just do everything digitally so where were we number three or two anakin versus obi-wan it's literally both of those things of the sith correct and not revenge of the jedi or Which is another side sidetrack that I could go on forever. Yep. Or, we'll do it another time. Where were we? Anakin Fo- focus. versus Obi-Wan. Anakin, focus! Anakin! So, uh, earlier you had mentioned um, for one of your... Um, no. Honor- yeah. Was I know, it an honorable mention? Yeah, the Qui-Gon's Noble End, how it's more varied than Duel of the Fates. No, maybe. Maybe. Well, oh man, this that's is so a point bad. I'm gonna bring what, up. So I'll just uh, talk about that. Uh, can you go? What was your five? My top five? Your you're just your fifth. My fifth was Django's Escape. And then your fourth? Anakin's Betrayal. Okay, that's where I was. Man, professional here. We're <laughs> anyway. Wow. So just patent time. Um, just just patent you, time. You had mentioned in 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 your uh, description of that song. How you could feel, uh, you could hear when Anakin um, finally crosses over. Right. And to you, that's the sound, the part where it was definitive. There's no going back for him. Yeah. For me, that's this song. Okay. He's still kind of fluctuating on what's right and what's wrong. Right. Uh, This is, for me, definitively where Anakin Skywalker dies and Darth Vader takes his place right 
uh, what I liked about it is that it was very, very hectic bits that are interspersed with uh, a very definitive version of. I've used definitive a lot in this. Uh, it's a, a definitive very, podcast. a very clear Imperial March. Right. It isn't like a variation. It is just the Imperial March. It's not really subtle, like in, uh, say, Anakin's theme. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or um, uh, that Count Dooku one I mentioned earlier. Mm, yeah. This song to me relates what's going on in Anakin's head at that time. It's, mm-hmm. He's he's at a point where he he's done everything he can to save his wife, um, including going to the dark side. So now he has to turn his back on everything that he's been taught to to learn or to to know was right, and and in this and in doing this, turning his back on on the order, he has to turn his back on his best friend. Uh, who, by this time, he uh, Anakin has been basically brainwashed into believing is now an enemy of the one person that can save or has claimed that can save his wife or teach him how to. That's that's an interesting point you bring up because I I think that Obi Wan really represents th- to Anakin the best parts of the Jedi Order. Exactly. Like even if he doesn't agree with a lot of what they're doing obi-wan has always been the champion of the best ideals so yeah no that i i like that point that from from here on out on my my list all the songs are very very story driven to me Mm -hmm. um the others the other tracks were kind of the more fun parts of the the prequels right since this is your number two number three two two your three Uh, my two you got anything else to, to, to add on to that? Yeah, it, it really... First of all, I, I have the same feeling about this song that I did with uh, Qui-Gon's Noble End mm-hmm. from The Honorable Mentions. I think that it is a better version of the more popular one, in this case being Battle of the Heroes, just because it, it says more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the climactic battle scene. There are other things happening within the the score that has more story points. Um, it has an excellent use of other familiar themes. So you mentioned the Imperial Marches in there. It really helps to solidify Anakin is no longer there and has been replaced by Vader, which I think is, is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um you even get a little bit of the uh, the Binary Suns track in there at one point. I really enjoyed that bit of Binary Suns being in there mm-hmm. because it it, it kind of almost comes out of nowhere, like it's like one last like grasp it um, to 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 overuse a a Star Trek trope. Hope, you know, to me that's what that song is always. Uh, Binary Suns is always. Right, um, represented in Star Wars is uh, the hope for a better for a better galaxy. You do just, know you said Star Trek, right? Did I? Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Star Trek too, binary suns are dangerous. Um, they cause singularities. They are singularities because they are suns or something. But oh, Star John, Trek is weird. Hope is like the sun, right? And when there's the sun burns out, there's no more hope, right? But there is a very large laser. Yes. And there's plenty of other suns. Mm-hmm. Stars, <laughs> one might call them. <laughs> Anakin uh, versus Obi-Wan. 
oh yeah, yeah is a song that we were talking about and uh one thing yeah it doesn't repeat itself like battles battle of the heroes but it does repeat some of these light motifs that we've come to love in star wars mm-hmm. uh and it does it less as a you know oh look at the theme but it it certainly serves a story purpose so I agree with pretty much everything that you said. Um, I don't think I added too much to it, but it 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 is it is a, a fantastic track. And honestly, Battle of the Heroes and the parts of it that are in Anakin versus Obi Wan are, in my opinion, the best lightsaber fight tracks there are. Yeah, the the only reason I didn't choose the Battle of Heroes is I'm not the biggest fan of the core like the choral aspects of some of the prequel songs mm-hmm. i i um, flip-flop on that there's sometimes i'm really into it and sometimes yeah. not so much yeah for sure uh but the, the the and that's that's the other reason why um both duel of the fates and uh battle of the heroes were not even in my honorable mentions because they were kind of already covered in these songs mm-hmm. that i picked so and i knew they'd come up in conversation <laughs> So they would be on there if they weren't already part of these ones. So that was my number two. John? I guess I guess I go right into my number two. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful track. And it 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 made it it was like my number six. It was almost there. Just not quite. <laughs> in the show you already kind of gave a description of what the song is it's always it's always used for pan ad and panicking panicking oh, oh my, my god how is that not a thing i don't because no one ships them <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's it's anakin and padme's love song um what i love about this song is that it's it's very dark and beautiful at the same time and it it does a great job of almost foreshadowing the relationship it Hmm. it it at the beginning it it sounds hopeful um it's very sweet very melodic and then in later iterations of the song the exact same notes are used just at a lower um just in a different um register key to to change it from this hopeful almost like dreamlike sort of love song Hmm. into a very dark almost heartbreaking song yeah, it does. It does have those those tonal qualities to it. Yeah, I never, right. I didn't really think about it foreshadowing the. While we were going over our notes before the episode, Ian, you had made a joke that you had you had you done some math figures on this song. Oh yeah, uh, not on this particular song, but I on through, the theme through my notes. Uh, I getting into Attack of the Clones. There are several points where I made notes of this is this is just it's just across the stars, like made my notes on across the stars, and then on the track Anakin Padme because also includes in across the stars, and then going down further, uh, 
you get to Love Pledge in the arena, and I'm just going, pretty sure at least 50% of the soundtrack is just across the stars. <laughs> so, and then I get into, there was a, there, it was, it's in the, one of my honorable mentions too, Yoda and the Younglings. It's just like, oh, also, Across the Stars is in here <laughs> for some reason. So, <laughs> normally, a song like that, that's just so proliferated through the rest of a soundtrack, I, I don't care for. Um an example we had earlier was just just in the last one, Binary Sons, which always sneaks into to, to to different songs. And usually, when I hear that, or um, parts of Duel of Fates, or parts of uh, the Imperial March, I kind of like eh, whatever. Um, but for whatever reason, every time I heard this song used in that way, it was always. It, it, to me, it always evoked a different emotion. So, some way about how the that particular version was arranged, uh, the musical instruments that were used for any particular version. Mm-hmm. It, it always made the song fresh enough to me that I enjoyed it again. Kind of like how uh, in the last track I'd mentioned, or, or not in the last track, but I'd mentioned earlier, the, the Duel of Fates without the the chorus line. And with that, we're on to our number ones. The best ones. The, the number ones, ones that we thought were the best tracks. You're putting a lot of pressure on me right now. I'm from the guessing, people trilogy. Second guessing all my decisions. And the song that we chose to be the best representation of Star Wars and the movies that came before. First of all, why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> It's it's been a weird night, man. <laughs> too much too much pressure. Too much pressure. So well, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, my number one was the droid invasion from the Phantom Menace, and I I just really like marches, man. Uh, it's been like a ongoing theme. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I like marches. This is one that I that I hum to myself all the time. Uh, it's great, and I like that it has the uh, the Sith theme, the Sidious theme at the end of it. Mm. Um, this It really made this battle more enjoyable for me. As a kid, I, I loved it, and then I grew older, and then I got complex opinions about Gungans. Uh, then I kind of mellowed uh, on the subject, but I, I, uh, I still like even in, during the dark times where I had had uh, harder opinions on things than I do now, and I didn't like uh, the whole Gungan inclusion thing. I still really enjoyed this battle sequence mostly because of the song. Mm. Um, now I'm 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 mellowing on a lot of things. I think we've mentioned it in a previous podcast, but uh, after the Last Jedi came out and everybody started screaming at each other, I was like, I I don't want to be. I don't want to be as negative as I think I was heading, so. But this is this is a very very fun song, um, 
and it, what's weird about it is that I don't have too much to say on it. Like I do the the other tracks. It's just one that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes we don't know why we like things. Yeah. I don't know why I like things at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I know I like them. <laughs> Mostly because they taste good. Oh. Anyway. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, I don't have much else to say on the droid invasion other than it's it's a, it's a good song and I like marches. <laughs> Weird how that got to my number one, but I like it that much. <laughs> so... How about you? What do you got for your number one? My number one, I have like many, many opinions about. I have one opinion, that I like it, and it's my number one. But I have many things to say about it. Okay. Uh, it Doing this whole list, when we first started talking about doing a list of our favorite songs, we wanted, we started with our, what's our favorite song of the entire franchise? Of all the franchises combined. That makes sense. Well, it is um, all one franchise. All but... one franchise. All the different trilogies, yep. I should say. Uh, we decided to split it up just so that we have an excuse to have more content for when we're out of ideas. Well, not just <laughs> more content. We've been talking for an hour, and we've only covered, like, ten tracks total. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, with the honorable mentions not included. And the fact that two of ours are the same, so take two off. <laughs> so, and when I was thinking of that original idea of, of our top tracks of all of them, Immediately went to one track, and it is absolutely my favorite track in all of Star Wars. And that, of course, is Anakin's theme. This the song was the the first song out of that that songbook that I learned to play. Um, the uh, let me rephrase that it was the first song that wasn't the f- main Star Wars theme that I learned to play, and the only reason I wanted to learn how to play it is because there was a part of it that had the Imperial March in it, and I love the Imperial March. Of course you do. But the the more I played it, the more I started to appreciate what was going on in the song that wasn't just those hints of imperial march which are you know just five or six notes and then an entire rest of a an entirely different song right but what i what i tell people when i tell them is my favorite song because everyone's kind of always gives me a look like you did like okay like that's a strange choice um, say more words <laughs> it's how the song tells anakin's complete story mm. uh, and it's to me it's throughout the entire prequels that this song tells a story more than the the movie does almost so i'm going to give you my overly nerdy breakdown of this song because why the hell not yeah because Uh, you know i'm known for having my non-nerdy you know moratorium on (laughs) well my notes for this entire episode were on two pages one of those pages being the notes for anakin's theme all right the rest of them being a breakdown of the other songs this one didn't even register on my uh radar so i'm looking forward 
I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Um, maybe it'll maybe it'll uh, make me look at it in a different way. So when I say it tells a story, um, the the there's different parts of this song that kind of add up to different things. The the most significant part of it to me is that there are scales in the song that the notes go higher and they go lower. And at the at the, the peak say. of these songs, at the peak of these scales, for this particular track, the notes are to me at least always have sounded sharp or flat. And for me that oh and over analyzing everything in the song, to me that 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 that's Anakin Skywalker. He's sharp and flat yes yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> um he the skills going up to that that apex are him are him learning him him growing in the force and, and learning what it is to be a jedi but just as you think he's about to reach that point it goes flat or it goes sharp something goes wrong he never quite makes uh, he never quite makes it. He never gets to that perfect point where he can say, "I am a Jedi," and then that's when the scale heads back down. So it's like like many parts of the show, or like in the Clone Wars series too. Anakin is always about to reach that point where he is the prophesied, you know, chosen one. But something always goes wrong, right? Um, in his training or uh, with his relationships, that causes him to falter and kind of head back down. The dark path. Hmm. When we first start hearing these scales, it's they're being played by the woodwinds, almost. You know, very light and um, the best word I can come up with was woodwindy, which is just a description of what the instruments are. But I think you get the idea. Some but of them as have the metal parts, I, I know, which is weird, <laughs> especially flutes that have no wood parts. Whatever woodwinds. I play trumpet. I'm all about the brass. And I didn't mean that in a dumb song. But, but no anyway, treble. Um, no, you need treble. That's wrong. I, I know. played treble clef. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, so it, it starts off with these very, very light, very innocent sounding um, tones. And as the song progresses, as these, as these scales fail to reach that perfect crescendo, they, the brass starts coming in. And it's more deeper, more darker instruments that uh, uh, really reflect the the Anakin to Vader story arc. What's interesting to me about, about what you're saying is that I thought about it way too much? Well, no, that <laughs> it, it's it's a song that prophesized a prophecy. Something that we already knew was mm-hmm. going to happen in a movie where it hadn't happened yet. Right. Which is exactly, which is super interesting because even at that point, you know, we don't have the, we don't have the, Padme, uh, Anakin relationship in our mm. mind. We don't have the her her death in our brain. We don't have uh, Anakin turning on the Order and how he interacts with them, and we don't have Sidious in the mix. Like we we have all of these questions, and yet we still know the beginning and we still know the mm. end. And the song encompasses that. That's that's very interesting. It's, well, what I like to liken it to is Binary Sons, which is, as we've mentioned many times, is the universal good guy force theme yeah. in Star Wars. Pretty much just um, the force theme. It's, it's yeah. the embodiment of the hero's journey, sort sure. of the call to adventure, sort of. Adventure! Is, is when it always is played. And it kind of stays at that. It's This is the hero's theme. 
this will always be the hero's theme and there's not really a variation in it unless it's being inserted into a darker toned song to try to give a hopeful a, boost yes uh, yeah that that small shed of light um but it's never the full uh, binary suns that changes it's a song that changes to binary suns where in this song you you start off with like like i said you start off hopeful and you feel it building to something great and then something goes wrong goes back down and as as the song continues it gets darker and darker to a point where those those uh those scales just become the imperial march that was um, a nice touch in the song. I did right. enjoy that. As I'll probably keep repeating this constantly, is that it starts hopeful. It starts with the... How does it start? Ho- uh, hopeful, like a sun. Mm. Yes. It starts innocently with, with Anakin on Tatooine. He's, he's, he's new to the Force. He's new to this galaxy. He's new to this adventure. It slowly transforms into slightly darker, but it still has those... He's trying his best, but just can't make it. And then eventually ends with, he didn't make it. He's hmm. he's become something dark, and I, that to me has always been like the coolest thing and like the coolest sound uh, song on the uh, on the the entire spectrum of Star Wars, where all the other songs are kind of like these one off, you know, this encounter, um, uh, this event, this. They're very. The, and, Anakin's theme is very the entire story arc of one character in three minutes Mm. and that's that's why it's it's my favorite favorite track in all of Star Wars that's really cool man I I, honestly I didn't think about the track that way until now I this is slightly off topic but that that conversation Mm -hmm. that description got me thinking about this I wonder how That was a car going really fast. Yeah. Or loud. I think it was a car going very loud. A car going very loud. Very, uh, very cool. it, it was going very crescendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I wonder how Anakin would have turned out had he just stayed on Tatooine. Like, he would still be an incredibly powerful Force sensitive. He just wouldn't have received Jedi training. So would he have become a Tatooine warlord? Would he have just gone about his his life as as a slave? I, it's it's. I, I thought about yeah. this a little bit. Just cause he he wouldn't have had the. I don't think he would have had the abilities that he had as a Jedi Knight. He would never have been trained in them. He sure. would have um, incredibly powerful gifts that I don't think he would know how to use. I don't think, because if we go with the um, the ability to use the force, like Yoda teaches you, you have to concentrate. You have to you have to learn to center yourself, sort of thing, to be able to access these powers. That's not Anakin's life as a slave. To to counter that, consider Ray. Ray kind of figured out how to do those things on her own with a lot of help from just the force. Mm. So it is possible that he could have tapped into something like that. Well, 
she didn't really use any of her abilities until she came in contact with Luke's lightsaber. Not true. We see her use sense all the time throughout the entire Force Awakens movie uh, to help her with timing things and sensing that there are problems. She uses mind trick to get out of the uh, bonds before she faces down Kylo Ren in the forest. And she uses... uh, uh, she counters Kylo Ren's invasion into her mind. All of that happens before she gets the lightsaber. Uh, before she gets it to fight Kylo Ren, not before she touches it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is when sure. she touches it, I've... a lot of the sensibilities though did happen. Like one of the things that well, and Anakin, you can say Anakin was using those too. Just yeah, no, being I... a, the only human that could pilot a pod racer. Right. I uh, well, and he he even was able to sense emotions and mm-hmm. and. Well, I'm, I'm talking more like, I, I don't think he'd be running around force choking people or um, any of like, any kind of like advanced technique that isn't just, because to me, I think force sense and being able to, you know, know emotions and uh, have faster ability are more of, um, I don't want to say innate, um, to, to go to D&D, require, like active abilities. Yeah, require less... Uh require less concentration effort. on his part or her part well i mean force self-trained force sensitives are not unheard of but yeah i see what you're saying mm-hmm. so it, it's just an interesting thought experiment but it has nothing to do with what we were talking no, about not at all zero no. zero things but anything else on on that or uh uh no because i think anything else that i read off my page of notes will just be me saying the exact same thing so it starts about hope, hope and yeah. then ends with dark and then <laughs> woodwinds are hope yeah so woodwinds, woodwinds are the sun but some woodwinds don't have wood right so hope is like metal instruments right <laughs> good well i i uh that's the trailer and and that's the trailer <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, let me let me double check my notes real quick to see if I have anything else to add in here. I refuse. Um, so I I think we kind of we touched on it a little bit, but the um, the attack of the clones soundtrack and uh, I think for me mostly the return of the or Revenge of the Sith soundtracks. I I didn't really find much in there for me. Uh, and it Fair may enough. have just been the the way that the albums were put together for uh, release. Uh, we didn't listen to the to the ultimate film score version. We listened to a a version that was cut together by by Williams to to be more concert friendly. But like every time I listened to the the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack, it it always just became background noise. To me, there wasn't a lot of tracks in there that stood out enough for me to like to listen to were in fandom we had august municipal parade and the flag parade and like and such like very very unique songs does that, does that make yeah sense? that makes sense i i personally i agree with you on the the attack of the clones uh section it had one or two really good tracks and then the rest of them were you know okay fine um i found some stuff in there that i enjoyed I think I found more in Return Revenge of the You got me doing it now. Uh in Revenge of the Sith just because they they had some unique tracks in there that 
really had a different sound, which I was intrigued by. <laughs> towards towards the end, I think it was around track 11 or so, my notes can show the disinterest starting to set in. I think for the immolation scene, I just said, burn, baby, burn, Annie Inferno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said it was a touching scene, but loses something without dialogue. And then uh, there's a track where I just said, why does this remind me of Harry Potter? Uh, and I finished my notes up with hope is like the sun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, one thing I hope that they do release eventually is, um, like with, um, the last Jedi, a version of the movie that just is the film score. Right. I have a feeling that a lot of these songs would feel different if I was able to put, uh, an action on screen to them sure yeah no i agree with that um, completely like you mentioned that you enjoyed Django's escape uh for me that song just went right over my head when i listened to it um but you had mentioned that it always reminded you of um uh obi-wan and, and Django. yeah i could see that fight scene in my head yeah. because i loved it so it helped with the yeah. song and it's the same same with me for the flag parade is every time i hear it i'm getting ready for the pod race absolutely so maybe one day they'll do that who knows well john you and i are not the only people who have opinions about songs no i don't think that's true oh it is we actually posed the question on our twitter and our uh facebook page i put it out there i said that we were listening to these uh the prequel trilogy tracks and and scores to figure out which ones were our favorites for this podcast and asked people what they thought. And we got a couple responses. Friend of the show, Kai. You remember Kai. He was there when I was being weird about Jedi again. That's every day. I'm always weird about Jedi. And Kai is always here. Kai is not always here, uh-huh. but he's here in spirit. Force. That's a, yes. Force ghost. Coast to coast. Kai enjoyed <laughs> Duel of the Fates, Battle of the Heroes, Enter Lord Vader, and the way he put it was the opening score after the title sequence of Episode 3. And <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I believe that that track is called Star Wars and the Revenge of the Sith, to which my only note was, why is this track called Revenge of the Sith? Um... I guess just because it was the beginning of the movie. Well, because I'll also have the revenge. Right, but the revenge doesn't happen till like, the end. No. But it was a very good track, nonetheless. Uh, Jason, who got to us on Twitter, said his favorite song from Episode 1 was Duel of the Fates. From Episode 2 was Django's Escape. And Episode 3 was Anakin versus Obi-Wan. I think uh, two of those made it onto our top five lists, and one of them was a honorable mention our next response i i realized that maybe i didn't phrase the question all that well uh, on our twitter but uh john just caught a fly mr miyagi style and it completely distracted me uh <laughs> i i realized i didn't pose the question all that well on our twitter and it could be interpreted as which one of the 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 prequel tracks was your favorite soundtrack in entirety and a uh, friend of the podcast and co-host on the Canto cast uh, Jeff said episode three. 
So I'm going to take that to mean that his favorite soundtrack of Jeff, the three. episode three is also my top five favorite. <laughs> no, that's not on him. It was my fault. For, we, we love you, Jeff. For, for messing up the phrasing of the question. But I'm going to interpret that as episode three uh, is his favorite soundtrack overall entirely. So uh, thank you so much, guys, for your, your feedback. And we want to hear more from you. Uh, if there was a song on here that we didn't mention, didn't talk about, it's one of your favorites, let us know. We'll look it over again and talk about it. John, I enjoyed this conversation about music. I think it was a little bit more in-depth than we thought it might turn out to be. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. Um, I honestly didn't see how we could drag this out for an hour and a half, but we figured out how to do it, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we were also, like, weirdly insane through yeah. parts of it. <laughs> But you it think, was. You think that we would pay attention to our own podcast, but uh, no, uh, no, no, that don't make no sense. Well, John, I think that's about it for tonight. Wouldn't you say? I would say. You would say. I would say. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Hoth Topics, a Star Wars podcast. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email at hothpod at gmail we're also on Twitter, at HothPod. And if you're looking for more podcasts and articles and opinion pieces by us, you can always check out HothTopicsPodcast.com. Mm, that's a good one. And you'll find us there and some other things that you might not normally see uh, when you're listening to this. Things like articles and news updates about what we're doing, what our plans are for the future, and... Uh, we really just want to bring you guys more content that you enjoy. So if you have an idea, if you have a comment, if you have a question, please feel free to let us know. I'm basically begging you guys at this point, tell me your things. Ian needs uh, approval from people. Um, you, hmm. And on that note, I've been Ian. I um I got to figure out how to hook up some GoPros into my car so that we can provide you with video content or whatever as we drive up to go see the solo movie or whatever it is we're doing on Thursday. It's going to be interesting considering we're taking my car. Oh, and you, oh that's right. And you don't have a cigarette lighter that works. But nope, no you, charge port. But you do have a car phone. It doesn't actually work, but you have one. What? That's John. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. <laughs>